1: and greetings, happy Monday, welcome to the Steve Dace Show podcast, hopefully at a blessed Easter weekend, I'm Steve Dace, Todd, and about a half capacity, Aaron, is here. After the long weekend, we apologize for Friday, what we learned is I can actually be replaced, and my name's on the show, but mm-hmm. Aaron cannot, because mm-hmm. the way that this is constructed, I can't do the show while producing it, so... Um, And I don't even know as much of the technical stuff as I used to anyway with the very sophisticated setup that uh, our overlords at CRTV gave us. So, no, this wasn't some Friday flu thing. If you watch the show today on CRTV, you will see Aaron. Aaron looks like he's either coming out of a coma or a bender. Yeah. Maybe both. Yeah.
2: I had electrolytes this weekend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we got two and a half men. Uh, here today on uh, on Westwood One. I uh, want to thank uh, all of you that subscribe to our podcast here via iTunes and Stitcher. If you haven't done so, it just takes two seconds. Click that subscribe button. The more of you that do that help us to get the word out. And those of you that have left us a positive review, thank you so much for that. If you haven't had the time to do that yet, please consider uh, taking some time even today and, and just leaving a few words about why you like the show. Well, Steve, I don't like the show. Well, then, no, don't lie. Maybe just kind of don't say anything. Keep that on the DL, you know. Uh, and and don't forget, too, we love to know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Show, And the last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. We just finished the production for today's CRTV show. Let's get a little preview of what's coming up today on CRTV. Todd, I'll start with you.
3: Well, I thought that segment where you and our good friend uh, Bob Vander Plaats, uh talked about uh, Liberty University and their new uh, uh, president, Rob Bell, and his version on the gospel, that was fascinating.
1: Yeah, we're all more relativists now, Yeah, apparently. Aaron?
2: I thought the conversation with Bob was appropriate today, um, specifically as it ties into evangelicals, because Todd came in here this morning... And he was yeah. like, "Dude, what's up with like Protestant evangelicals and like celebrating Easter?" I said, "A happy Easter," and people keep trolling me with Resurrection Day, you know, correcting me, saying it's Resurrection Day. Uh, you know, there's there's weird idiosyncrasies like that. But um, the it is far more serious and systemic some of the the, the issues, especially with leadership. Um, amongst the quote-unquote evangelical community. And it's not a monolith, but um, Jerry Falwell, uh, the, the dude the dude needs to spend some time thinking through what he says and what he says he believes.
3: I had a thought. Don't, doesn't, what, to speak to Aaron's point, and when you were doing the TV show, I was thinking of the mob shouting, Give us Barabbas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's very little voting in the Bible. One of the prime examples is that. Okay. I, I, can, I, can someone tell me what is so hard about saying if the president engaged in the behavior that is alleged, he needs to confess and repent? First to his maker, then to his wife and his children. Then he needs to assure, because he's no longer Donald Trump, the celebrity, but the president of the United States, he needs, to make, he needs to assure the American people that his past discretions don't continue into the White House to the point of risking his position that 65 million Americans entrusted him with for the next four years of the country. And we don't, um, if he raped somebody... We don't support that ever, no matter where they stand on the issues. We we think we can find someone that's good on the issues that didn't rape somebody in a nation of 300 million people. We don't support that. Uh, and on the other hand... Um, I'm I'm not going to apologize for the guy doing things I agree with because of the way he's behaved in his private life. If you didn't want 81% of white evangelicals to vote for Trump, don't nominate a communist who promised us she was going to use the presidency to put us in jail and out of business if we believe the Bible. And she
3: openly said that. What what is so hard well, about that? Can you tell me, Todd? Not only is it not hard, it's not it's not even a great profile and courage if you do that right out of the gate, Steve. Tactically, even if you don't mean it, then you can spend the rest of the time because you've conceded the point she wants yes. you. Want to. Then you can talk about the policy you say you believe
1: in. But Falwell, first of all, he takes the Bible way out of context. He does to Matthew 7 whatever he leftist college professor and Vox and slate commenter has ever done, and he does it on national television. Draws no moral lines at all. See, that's the difference between I want, I serve in King Trump's court, and I serve the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the difference right there. You serve the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll do what I just talked about. You serve at King Trump's table, though. You won't do those things because King Trump demands total, undeniable loyalty. We admit no wrongdoing, even when we clearly have done something wrong.
2: Falwell said, "The gospel is forgiveness." That's Trump's gospel. The yes. whole gospel is repenting.
1: Yes. Yeah. Unless we're unless that's why I said he's Rob Bell now. Are we universalists now? You don't ever have to repent ever. Uh, is he Pope Francis now? There's no hell. I don't know. Is that is that where we is that where we are now? Which is also a Rob Bellism. There's no hell now. So is that where we are now? Uh, uh, apparently hell's only for Democrats, I guess. Won't be a single Republican there. Won't be a single tweet person that voted for Trump in hell. Did you can, can you believe that? Uh-huh. And Abraham voted for Donald Trump, and it was credited him righteousness. It's it's truly, it's an amazing, and it is marvelous. What is truth, Steve? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Pontius, thank you. And all who gazed upon the beast marveled at it. So if you want to subscribe to CRTV, <laughs>
3: CRTV.com. That's a pro doing radio right there, the pregnant pause. <laughs> CRTV.com You all will burn. Promo code Carpathia.
1: I'm sorry, promo code DACE. Promo code DACE. You don't want to be left behind. Get your CRTV subscription today. You never know. At some point, we may not be here. Three and a half years from now, seven years from now. You never know. We might not be here anymore. So take advantage of it while you can. CRTV.com, promo code DACE. All right, to help save some of Aaron's uh, energy level and voice, I made an audible on our weekend news and views today because it was also holy weekend. Blessedly, not a lot went on, you know, from a news perspective. On Good Friday, I was invited to appear on C SPAN. And uh, I, I thought I would uh, play the audio of that appearance. Because I'm hoping, frankly, not a lot of you watched it because it was Good Friday. I'm hoping many of you just thought I had something better to do. Well, Steve, why did you agree to do it? Because when, when Pedro Echeverra of, of C-SPAN, he produces his own show, The Host, when he contacted me and he said, well, what do you want to talk about? I said, it's Good Friday. If you bring me on, I'm going to talk about the gospel. And I told him that up front in the email and he was okay with it. So that's why I agreed to do it. Right, Because who knows how many of the people that are listening, and C-SPAN's got one of the largest audiences in cable television, actually. So who knows how many of people that were watching Washington Journal were going to go to an orthodox observance over the weekend. And so I wanted to use my political platform as a means to testify to the gospel. So you will get some political analysis in here, but you're going to get plenty of Jesus at the exact same time. That's why I agree to do it. I'm hoping most of you are hearing this for the first time because you recognized it's good Friday. Why am I, I, I can, I can hate the world the rest of the year. I'm going to, you know, remember the reason for the season this weekend. So we're going to play that audio, come back, get Todd and Aaron's feedback and see if they have any follow-up questions.
0: Rexville, Ohio calling says the country's going in the wrong direction uh, from Iowa. Joining us via Skype, Steve, Steve Dace, He's a talk show host, the Steve Dace show. Uh, Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Pedro. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, As we've been starting with everyone, your sense of the direction of this country?
1: Well, I know we love our binary choice questions, those of us in the media, because we like to keep it simple. But, you know, in this day and age, Pedro, I don't think our binary choice questions uh, really are good enough. I I think by any objective measure, the economy is better. Consumer confidence is soaring. uh, We're growing at a pretty uh, healthy clip. Uh, Wages are still a little bit stagnant. We've got unemployment claims at about a 50-year low. So a lot is trending well there, but if you look at the overall direction of the culture, we're not trending uh, in a a good direction. Uh, All is tribalism, tribalism is all. Uh, One group of people who thought it was just obscene that a president golfed too much just a few years ago now think, hey, it's a tough job and he needs a break. And the same people that were saying that about the previous president now think it's obscene that a president golfs too much. We are switching sides and what we think about moral issues, depending on whose tribe is accused of what. And that really, I think is indicative of the overall relativism that has infested our culture, the more and more secular we become. So there's more money in our pockets, but there's certainly less virtue uh, in our people. Uh, when it comes to this
0: idea of virtue and morals, then uh, you've heard as much as everyone else who's been following this story about Stormy Daniels and the possible relation with the president. What do you make of all that? And how do you factor that into the the state of, uh, or the direction of the United States?
1: Well, I I just want to say, as someone who's a Christian, especially on this Good Friday, and, you know, I, I get paid. I'm blessed to get paid to speak up about what I believe in my faith i just think we owe an apology to the country for the sad state of christian leadership in america today and i think you've seen it emulated really uh, the uh, the entire time of trump's ascendancy since he got elected and now on the stormy daniel story today is good friday uh, and the reason christians call it good is because this is the day god sent his son jesus christ to the cross to be tortured and to be executed to pay the penalties For all of the sins of mankind, every sin that me and every and you and every one of your viewers has committed, will commit, is committing right now. Christ paid that debt for us. And his final words were, it is accomplished. And what is happening here is we're all talking about whether we think Trump should be castigated or condemned strictly on the basis of whether or not we agree with his policies. And, and, And you know, Trump is pushing 70 years old. He's at about the age you don't buy green bananas anymore, let alone plan out the next 10 years of your life. He is rapidly approaching the moment he's going to meet his maker. And what I'm wondering is, where are the Christian leaders who are calling Donald Trump, the man who I stood 20 feet from him here in Iowa, standing backstage when he said, I've never asked God for forgiveness. Where are the Christian leaders who say, hey, you need to repent. You need to ask forgiveness. You need to show humility before your maker. You need to model that as a president. And it's our job. Where's this evangelical leadership council that he has? You know, you've got flat out prosperity gospel heretics like Paul the White who leads that council. There's a movie in theaters right now, Pedro, about St. Paul. I can't imagine on any universe, Paul would submit to the leadership of the likes of Paul the White. And it's because he's surrounded by Christian leaders like that we are actually doing the man Donald Trump a disservice. Now the President Donald Trump, uh, the omnibus aside last week when he signed a $500 check to Planned Parenthood and betrayed his base, up until that point has actually done very well for the faith community. He's done quite a bit to defend religious freedom. And I'm very grateful for that. And I think believers should be very grateful for that. But that doesn't absolve him from his sins. Mm -hmm. You don't get absolved from your sins on the basis of whether your public policies are good or not. Uh, and, And I think especially on this Good Friday, it'd be nice if we saw, you know, just a few Christian leaders stand up and call President Trump to repentance. But we don't see that. And sadly, all the culture ever really sees from a lot of Christian leaders is what they think about political issues, whether they're social justice warriors on the left or culture warriors on the right. Right. And there's merit to both of those positions and why people do those things. But in the end, we have to repent of our sins. That's the core Christian message,
0: paper. Uh So to, because you did bring up the omnibus uh, and the passage of it, the signing of it by the president, do you think this has long-lasting implications? Is there a backlash coming from people who support the president, or is this something that they're willing to give them a, a pass on?
1: I don't think there's any question about it. I, I would have called it the Voter Nullification Act of 2018. You know, midterm elections, historically, they are always, 100% of the time, they are turn out your base elections. The Democratic base could not be any more lit right now, Pedro, I mean, if they were any more lit, they would be on fire in the streets. They're all going to vote at least once as and as often as they possibly can. The Republican base is the one that is struggling to get excited. And, and there's only so many anti-CNN memes, there's only so many Mike Pence walkouts from an NFL game that you can contrive in order to fire up your base against a negative. You cannot go into a midterm election and with this Republican Congress, have as your number, your only accomplishment in two cotton-picking years is a tax cut, which is the lowest lying fruit for any Republican majority ever elected. They've got to do something else. I don't believe the Republican majority leadership wants to win. I think they're fine losing. I think they hate Trump's base even more than the Democrats do. And so they're fine with the Democrats uh, impeaching Trump next year. Today's Good Friday, right? They can punch just pilot, wipe their hands of the matter, blame the whole thing on the Democrats, and, and they're not responsible for the coup d'etat here. So I, I think if I were in Donald Trump's base, I would be urging him, To get on message on policy and use the bully pulpit of the presidency to pressure republicans in congress to actually do something with their majority for the next six months while they still have a chance because if they don't i think on the trajectory we're at right now the house is gone and then it's still an uphill climb for the democrats in the senate but if the house is gone you will see impeachment uh, hearings uh, for the president by Valentine's Day of next year. one of the things that you recently
0: wrote about uh, when it comes to policy matters was uh, coming out of the Parkland shooting, you wrote a piece for conservative review on guns, bad Trump returns, what do you mean?
1: I just thought it was very ironic to see him tweeting about Democrats being honest over the weekend with that march there in your city. I mean, we've always known this. They want to repeal the Second Amendment, and now they're just being honest about it. I thought it was ironic for him to go after them on Twitter for chipping away at the Second Amendment because that's exactly what he was doing just a few weeks ago. I mean, he wanted to raise the age where law-abiding citizens who had done nothing wrong and were adults could purchase firearms. We were literally saying to young women, you could go to the military, uh, get fitted with a bazooka, uh, but if you came back home and you weren't yet 21, uh, then you couldn't buy a weapon to defend yourself from a predator. I, I, that's just an asinine position. It's, it's morally incongruent, it's reactionary. It's because I think the president sits around and watches the shows all day long and is just reacting from Fox and Friends to what he sees on Hardball at night. And, and I think in the end, someone around him needs to tell him, turn off the television set, be the president of the United States. I think he actually needs to do more rallies, Pedro, not fewer. Be around regular people more. Remember the people who put you there, who defied the conventional wisdom because they thought you were the best option to preserve what they believed in. Get out, listen to them more, listen to the shows, including Fox, listen to them less, listen to the people more.
0: Steve Dace is the host of the Steve Dace Show. How can people...
1: All right, some thoughts on... The conversation I had with Pedro and Washington Journal on C
3: SPAN on Friday. And uh, I'll just open up the floor. Who wants to go first? Well, I like what you did when the conversation uh, pivoted. His his first question after your initial start was about uh, Stormy Daniels. And uh, instead of going all Robert Mueller and like going to a place that, you know, shouldn't. There's such a greater opportunity than wallowing in Stormy Daniel. You talked about uh, the issue of uh, pastors and, uh, and Good Friday. And uh, just like we started at the beginning of the show, took a moment to say if we would just clearly state the difference between right and wrong, we would never be Wallowing. I mean, how long have we been talking about Stormy Daniels, Steve? Now, in Months. fairness, I want—I want to say this in fairness to Pedro. I told him up front I wanted him to ask me about it. Oh no, it's fine. I wanted to make the point that you were talking about. I understand okay. why it's continues to be a question that's my point Bec- it continues to be a question because of how people like on our uh, television sh- show today uh the president of liberty university and answered instead if people like you uh pundits and pastors talked like you suggested they talked uh we would actually be talking about policy or well i don't know much of anything to be true in, in that with that degree of certainty we'd have a chance steve to talk more about policy if we weren't constantly doing the humana, humana, humana i on trying to excuse that nonsense. So you didn't take the bait. You didn't you simply went to the broader issue of right and wrong and who we are and where we stand, and therefore you don't have, feel like you have to own, nor should you, uh, Stormy Daniels at all. Why is this why is that so hard? And it,
1: I think one of the reasons it is is when you read stuff in the scriptures about spiritual delusion, I think it looks like what's going on in our culture today. I mean, I went and looked at my mentions right after this appearance. And I had people saying to me, um, you're part of the problem. You won't support the president and the good things he's done. And I was like, did you not hear me? Did I not say in that clip? Yeah, the president's done some very good things. You explicitly said it generally, and then you mentioned specific. And issues. I think, and I did I not even go so far as to say believers should be thankful for that? Did I not say that? Right. I had people say to me, um, "Well, you know, you're not you're you're a rhino. You're a neocon." I'm like, what What did I say you disagreed with? That. Um, I wanted an unfettered access to the Second Amendment. Do you disagree with that? That I, I didn't want to hand $500 million to Planned Parenthood. That I didn't want, you know, a, a, a $3 trillion debt package called a crapnibus in signed into law. That I want the president to, to watch less liberals on cable news, less Beltway elitists even on Fox on cable news, and get around regular people more. What, what what part of that would you disagree with if you were a conservative? Now nope. you none. What it is is I don't I don't love the same idol you do. I like chocolate a lot. Had my fair share yesterday, brother. I like bunnies. I don't bow to chocolate bunnies. You do. That's why you're mad at me. I even agree with The stuff the chocolate bunny says he wants to do. I tend to agree with almost all of it. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with all that. But I'm not willing when the chocolate bunny says, you must take the knee to me. I will not bow the knee. I will not. And that's the difference. That's why you don't like me. You will. I won't. Because I... I I promise you I gave the most right wing issue positions that have aired on C-SPAN all that last week and I don't have to watch any other show I just know that that's true but yeah I'm a rhino I'm a neocon most people don't even know what that means by the way simply because I want Trump to keep his promises to you you don't you want to gaze upon Trump You want to marvel at him. You want to bow the knee to him. It's the exact same thing we saw for the last eight years with the swooning in the audience over Obama, singing songs, where the people were waiting for. Same, same, same thing. That's the difference. Name one time I've ever attacked Donald Trump from the left. Can you think of one time? No. It's never going to happen, by the way. Every time I criticize him, it's always from the right. Because I'm a conservative. Which is the other reason why I don't bow down to politicians. They're not God. God is. I don't conform to the image of a politician. And neither should you. They're public servants. He didn't acquire the presidency through some ruthless backroom meandering through decades of a secret society... Like, no, like the Politburo, he won an election. You voted for him. And since he wouldn't have that power unless you voted for him, guess where that means the real power is? With you and not with him. So you hate me because I want him to keep his promises to you. You don't care about him keeping his promises to you. You just want to be
3: entertained by your idol. And for those who were criticizing you who are Christians... The chilling thing that came to my mind is the last two weeks you've been talking about how those watching the news aren't watching and or interested in biased news anymore. They are interested in infotainment. Mm-hmm. For those to hear, and heck, you've had, get to you to label it loosely, anti-Trump rants before, where you've just been furious. This was calmed, reason, pros, cons. Uh, to hear that, and for a Christian who still try to characterize you as they did, I think it means that when they go to church, that's also what they're looking for, church, too. Yeah. Infotainment there. Yes. Within the sanctuary. Yes.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
3: Yes. What would happen if their pastor stood up and uh, went after Trump? What would they do? Walk out? You know... They clap actually, if they did it about Obama. I've
1: gotten emails from people whose churches have divided over this. Well, either either they probably deserve an unwillingness to, to support Trump or an over willingness to support him. I, I mean, I've gotten emails from people where this has divided their churches. It wasn't really a church then by that time, was I, it? I would tend to agree. I tend to agree. Aaron, your thoughts.
2: I would like to see um, I don't know the producers or or some of the operators' faces when uh, when you keep talking about your faith and doing it in a reason you know reasoned and reasonable way. I would like to see their faces. I I imagine it would be like ah he's he's doing it again. He's pivoting again. Uh, But that was that was very well done um, on on your part. This. Is this is the message that is uh, specifically about repentance? This is the message that is hardly anywhere to be found amongst um, the church in the West, at least in the United States. It seems like nowadays, repentance is repentance is the hard part. It's this. It's and it's many times turning away from from what you've. It's it's the longest part of of um, sanctification within a person so it's never out there and so it's not, it's not it shouldn't be surprising when, um, when, you, when you see people like Jerry Falwell and I know that wasn't the topic of the uh, C-SPAN clip but it shouldn't, be, it, sh- it shouldn't be surprising then when you see them they just cannot they cannot come to grips with the fact that maybe they're idle maybe they're Donald Trump maybe there's something wrong with him because they, they themselves have not, they, they, they have not been embracing repentance. And so that's, I think, why, uh, that's why you get these responses from people who, uh, the moment you start to sour about their dear leader, Donald Trump, it doesn't matter how you say or what you say, mm-hmm. anything else, it's always hogwash, you're always the enemy because you don't like my Donald Trump that's 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 what it is that is idolatry and go back to conversations that we had I think at the end of 2016 early 2017 God will always God will always strip idols out of the hands of his followers it's never going to be pleasant though and it might not be for a long time. But eventually, this idol of whether it's the Republican Party or Donald Trump or politics in general, it will be pried away. If it is an idol, it'll be pried away. Whether it's fast or slow, it will be pried away eventually if we don't let it go.
1: I, had, I did an interview in Denver on a radio station there with a buddy of mine uh, on Friday. And... Um, he asked me about the omnibus and stuff, and it was very much like this interview. And he read; he he was telling me that he was getting emails from people, Trump people, just losing their minds over what I said. I was called an elitist, uh, neocon, yada. I live in the same house in West Des Moines I've lived in for the last eleven years. The new car I bought myself last year is a twenty fourteen. I make a good living by most American standards. You guys are around me all the time. Am I rich, guys? No. Nope. Have I gotten wealthy doing this? No. Nope. No. Am I poor? No. Nope. No. Do I live a nice life overall? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not um, some neocon elitist. Uh, again, and, and it was funny, the guy the the, the guy also was like, uh, didn't Jesus say, judge not lest ye be judged? Um, Hillary was a terrible candidate. Well, how would you know Hillary was terrible unless you were judging her? Which, by the way, I'm all for judging candidates. That's how we vote. You make a judgment. That's what this is about. I'm never going to do what you want me to do. Never. Ever. And whether it's today or a year from now or five years from now, I'm going to smash your idols in front of you every chance I get, because I care about you too much not to, and because God does too. You don't have to be ashamed that you voted for Donald Trump last November at all. You don't, or two Novembers ago now. He's delivered for you on several of your issues. Didn't I just write that column a few months ago, actually? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when, if Trump, you don't have to be ashamed that you voted for morally problematic candidates when they deliver for you. You don't have to be ashamed of that. Man, I'm just gonna tell you right now. You went back and looked at my browser history in 2005, 2009. You might see plenty of things in there that you don't think belong. Shouldn't the, the, a guy running for public office shouldn't be shouldn't have in there either. Okay, you have a. I mean, that's the that's the that's the brilliant wickedness of the sexual revolution. Very few of us have not been touched or tainted by it in some way, shape, or form, which makes it very difficult for any of us to stand up there and say we have to be better than this because very few of us actually have been. So I don't believe you have to be ashamed for voting for Donald Trump as a morally problematic individual when he delivers for you. I believe you need to be ashamed when you change what you know to be right and wrong for Donald Trump when you worship him. Why well, don't worship Trump? If you change what you believe is right and wrong to justify somebody. Jerry Falwell Jr. worships Donald Trump. That's not a hot take. He, 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 de- he determines his status. He determines what is right and wrong by Donald Trump. That's an act of worship. It's the ultimate act of worship actually. Whatever you conform to you worship. This is why Paul says we'll all be slaves. Slaves to righteousness or slaves to this world, but you will, everyone will be a slave to something. We will all worship something.
3: That's why it's not just a rhetorical flourish in the epistles when he says a slave to Jesus Christ. No, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm in bondage to him. Yeah. I'm, I'm chained there, and yeah. that's where I want to be. Yeah. It's
1: for my own good. And I'm, and I'm, I'm willing to t- pay the consequences for those chains. Which is why I'm in change, uh, change. I'm I'm paying those consequences. So you don't have to be ashamed for voting for Donald Trump because he wasn't a communist, because he was better than Hillary. I don't. I've never made that argument, ever. And, and if I thought that were tr- if if I didn't think that were true, guess what? I'd make that argument. You ever known me to not make an argument I didn't believe in? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I have said more than enough things to alienate wide swaths of our potential audience. I wasn't going to stop at rounding third. If I thought heading home was what I was really true, I'd have slid in there face first, like Pete Rose versus Ray Fossey in the 71 All-Star game, guys. That's what I would have done. All right, so I don't think it was a sin to vote for Donald Trump at all. I understand in this world, we have to make very difficult choices. We would prefer not to have to make. It's a sin to lie for Donald Trump to yourself or to others. That's a sin. It's a sin to not call him to repentance because you agree with his EPA regulation ideas. That's a sin. It's a sin to pretend you've seen some spiritual transformation when there is no public evidence therein whatsoever, just because you want it to be true. That's the sin. Not the sin isn't making a, a difficult choice that you'd prefer not to have to make. The sin is not recognizing that it was a difficult choice you'd prefer not to have to make, but being just beyond comfortable making it and approving of it. In fact, that's the sin. Now you are being conformed to the thoughts and patterns of this world. You're not exhibiting a renewed mind. You're not exhibiting a transformation in your life. You're telling Jesus, hey, stay in that tomb another few days. I've got a few more boxes here to check on earth. That's what you're saying. I don't don't want you coming out of there to challenge my preconceived notions. I like my chocolate bunnies. And all who gazed upon it marveled at the beast.
3: Final thoughts, gentlemen. You're up. Well, uh, I, on most days, I would say we're in trouble. But this is the day Uh, after Easter, which does not mean I I go for uh, flowery, Pollyannish nonsense, but I simply trust in the hope that I can't necessarily see, touch, hear, or taste, but I know is there and at all times and has already conquered and accomplished all for my good and the good of all creation. Uh, And that's uh as my family and i'm sure yours uh steve this weekend uh prayed unceasingly uh about that's where we need to start every day that's what we need to end every day with and because miracles are possible therein, are in maybe we aren't in so much trouble Aaron.
2: yeah it's really easy to get really mad and i know a lot of you listening do get really mad um when we see examples of heresy and idolatry from people who we think should know better but it's this part part of our journey, our faith journey is and I don't want to sound like Pauline either part of our faith journey is coming to the place that Um, When we see these examples And we say to ourselves um, These people should know better That person should know better What are they doing Um, Reminding ourselves therefore But by the grace of God Go I as well And having compassion True compassion On people who are being Complete knuckleheads And are from our vantage point that's the hardest thing at least for me I want to I want to lampoon people like Jerry Falwell and I keep bringing him up because he was on the TV show today um, or we used a clip from him on the TV show today and this conversation has a lot to do with 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 uh, him and some of his words recently I want to lampoon people like that I want to bury that person I want to dig up the bones, not literally, but metaphorically, burn them again, dump them into the river. I want to just get that person. Out, but no, even on the Jerry Falwell's of the world, we need to have compassion and keep praying for them as well.
1: Well, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve stevedays.com is the email address. <clears throat> Pardon me. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, at Steve Day Show. Don't forget, if you're not yet a subscriber, crtv.com, promo code DACE, and you can watch today's television show as well as all the shows we produce each and every day here at CRTV, crtv.com, promo code DACE. Until tomorrow, John 317.
0: Steve Dace. I-